This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Messy Situations is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. What threw me off was that above that was, I recently discovered I like, and his answer was, the beach. <laughs> I'm sorry? How the fuck do you, at 40-something years old, recently discover that you like the beach? Welcome back to Messy Situations. I'm your host, Kane Sarhan. And I'm your co-host, Michelle Promaleko. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we break down and break through all of life's messes. And let me tell you, people, if you could witness this today. <laughs> this you, crew. This crew, you would you would fucking hang up and close out <laughs> and run away. I because... mean, Mesh is vaping. You have some like eye patches on. I mean, I don't, I can't even comment. We're, we're just a mess. It's a Friday at <laughs> the end of August. I actually had a whole fucking thing on this the other day of like, there are times throughout the year when like the world overall like shuts down between Christmas and New Year's, everyone's on holiday, da, da, da. The end of August is another one of those times. And I believe and I find these times to be so frustrating because, and, and listen, this is why we shut down the well between Christmas and New Year's. We, the whole company closes down, you know, because, because it's what ends up happening is it's pointless. Half the world's working, half the world's not working. The people trying to work can't get shit fully done because like the other people aren't around. The people who are off, hopefully they're like good enough to turn off their fucking phones and not get bothered. But we know like American industrial complex like makes us feel guilty. So people are sort of having checking their emails and it's like the French have it fucking right like everyone just leave the month of August everyone chill we're eight months into a year that we've been like raw dogged and ridden wet on everyone <laughs> needs a fucking seven days to reset to make it through the rest of the year and it's just like people are hot they're cranky they're fucking tired and I I'm just not here for it. It's so true. I've been seeing all these things on Instagram. Like, August is canceled. Nobody's around. Like, somebody screenshot their... They sent an email, and they screenshot their inbox, and it was all out of office, out of office, out of office. Like their bounce back was all like out of office. It was hilarious. So like, okay. This is the thing. I have been lucky enough for the past couple of years, I've taken like this time of the year off. This year I was off more in July and, and I'm working this time of the year and I'm like, this is fucking annoying. Like it's just, it's not even about like having to work. It just feels What's inefficient. bad for me is that I'm actually taking my vacation starting Labor Day weekend. It just worked out that way. Oh my God, you're a sociopath. 
sociopath. I could never do that. That's so scary. Everybody will be back and I'll be away. And then that stresses me out. No, that's like the like first week back to school. That's like missing the first week of school. That week I will never take off because it literally is like, it's like everyone comes back and is like with a vengeance. And like, you have balls of steel, woman. I know. Trust me. It didn't. It, but Europe will be less crowded. So there's that. That's good. No, that's actually this thing. You're actually super smart because aren't you going to Mallorca? Are you going to Mallorca? Yeah. Oh, yes. Europe will be less crowded. It's actually the best time to go if you can go. It's just you get assaulted by everyone else. I think I'm also just on the edge because I'm being forced into sobriety, which, you know, I'm like, I don't, I'm like 21 hours into and I'm already like having the shakes. <laughs> You're in the detox phase. Uh, yeah, I mean, our text message exchange yesterday was interesting. You're like, I'm getting my butt robots put in and I have to quit drinking for 90 days. It's not every day you get a text like that. When he said butt robots, I thought it was a typo. No, because of my adrenal gland issue, I have these, you know, little, this. I call them my robots, but these little, this little thing that like, you know, basically acts as a, as a synthetic adrenal gland for me and releases things like cortisol and stuff like that and my cortisol I've been burning through like the capsules that they put in faster than they'd like me to and my cortisol has been spiking and all this stuff and so we're trying to figure out what it is first indicator is probably stress which is just like running a startup doing a thousand things definitely live a probably higher than normal stressful life there's that which I'm not willing to not do at the moment so the doctor's second question was how much do you drink and do you drink and I was like is this on the record or not? You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, I, I drink a little bit. Um, so he's like, I think we should we should not drink for 90 to 120 days just to see how it works. And so when he said that, I was like, okay, I'll quit my job and like go live as, in an ashram as long as I can have tequila on the rocks. <laughs> like don't take away my booze. So I'm going to try it. You know, I have to try it. It's not even try. I'm going to do it, but I'm not very excited about it that's a long time i mean it's a long time I mean, that's a long time and the people listen there are people who have problem with alcohol and get sober and i'm very proud of them and, and it's an addiction absolutely and then there are the people who don't drink and use it as like a false sense of superiority over the rest of us and like talk about how like they can wake up at 4 15 in the morning and have so much energy because they don't drink and they like can levitate because they don't drink and all this bullshit <laughs> and i'm just like that's not gonna be me you know and if I ever if you if I go that way I literally want you to break a bottle of tequila over my head and pour it down my mouth well honestly selfishly this is such a terrible thing to say I was like what if Kane feels so good after this 90 days and decides to keep going and I, I lose one of my favorite drinking buddies. Like, You're not going to, I promise. What a bad friend I am. What He's going to be levitating over all of us, judging us for our alcohol. <laughs> what no. a bad friend. No. I mean, we've had a messy situation about somebody going sober and how great it was for her. And she wasn't an addict. It was just becoming problematic in her life. And so she chose to do it. And I've kept in touch with her and hear that it continues to go well. And she feels great and all of the things. And I envy that. And as you said, Kane, respect it. But I don't want you to do it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Don't you worry. Unless you really I, need to for your health. And then I will fully support. So I'm 23 hours in and contemplating assisted suicide without alcohol. That's where <laughs> we're at, people. 
That's where we're at. I'm, I'm wondering if that's the right, if I want my right to life to be questioned 23 hours into no alcohol. Jesus fucking I feel Christ. like it's going to get better. I feel like I you're going to get over hard. a hump. You're going to be okay. And this is what I think. This is my advice. Saying 90 or 120 days, you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It sounds so far away. So don't think about it like that. Commit to 30 days. Commit to a month. And then see how you feel, see how your cortisol levels are, how everything's functioning. And then maybe you can keep going for another 30 days, or maybe you make some adjustments. Just don't, you got to break it down into smaller chunks. I have a six week check-in for blood work. So it's, it's, I got to go the six weeks. So we'll see what happens after the six weeks, but you can definitely do the six weeks. I don't think I've been sober for six weeks since I was like 18 years old, by the way, which yeah. is crazy to think about, which by the way, when I say it that way, I'm like, okay, I probably should do this. You know what I mean? When I'm like, okay, since I was 18, you know, I'm 35, 17 years. It probably is a good idea maybe to not, you know it what I mean? It is a good years. idea. There's no question that it's a good idea. None of us are arguing that it's a good idea for your health, for a check-in to know that you have the discipline and that there isn't a problem, but it's woven into our social lives in a way that we actually enjoy. Some people don't, yeah, but we do. So it does feel like a sacrifice. But yes, when you say it that way, it starts to sound like, oh, do I have a problem? Maybe I should see if I can go. Can mm -hmm. I go? And then you start yeah. questioning your ability to go. But you obviously, we know you can. I know. I'm, I'm hoping I get an extra ab or two out of it. And speaking of nude torsos, it takes us right <laughs> into our conversation today, which is today's a messy situations of just the three of us, because we have a couple planned guests who are coming up this fall, but we were having a conversation, the three of us, about the messy side of online dating. And we all have three very different perspectives. We have Michelle, who is the heterosexual woman who is on these platforms. We have Mesh, who's the heterosexual male, aka predator, on these platforms. <laughs> Just and our producer for anybody and out our producer there who's joining us today, and, and our dear friend. And then we have me, who is happily married in an open relationship, but also dabbles into these platforms, not from a dating perspective, but from a casual relationship perspective. And the crazy part is that no matter what you're on these platforms for or what you're looking for or who you're looking for, you stumble across some weird, messy, crazy shit. And we've been saving screenshots and stories for each other all week. And we'll share them with you right after this break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Messy Situations. Today's a special episode focused on the messy, weird, wonky, creepy side of online dating and the real life experiences that all of us are going through every single day, navigating the world wide web and the weirdos who live on it as we're trying to find love for forever or love 
for a night. Michelle, this episode topic started with you sort of barraging <laughs> Mesh and I in a group chat. In one evening, just a slew of like crackpots that have come across your... What, it's what app total, do you use? It's total insanity. And I just have to start this by saying I'm a newbie to these platforms. I'm a serial monogamist. I've been in relationships. Every relationship I've been in, I've met the person in real life. I've never been on dating apps. And I I was always that person encouraging my single friends to get on them like, hey, what do you have to lose? Give it a shot. I know people who have met people and married people from meeting them on dating apps. And then a friend of mine, like I was reluctant, she created my profile. She picked the thirstiest picture she could find in my phone. She did the whole thing. And now I understand why those friends <laughs> didn't want to keep going down this road because it's Craytown. I'm just mind blown by some some of the shit that dudes say and the pictures they post and the comments they make. It's so fucked up. But I know you have theories about this pain. So I'll, I'll preface this by I met my husband on a dating app. You know what I mean? I met him on Grindr. Not saying that we're not weirdo crazies that met on an app, but there are examples of people at least adorable in our own way. fucking way. You know, I've actually thought a lot about this. And, and as a little gay boy in Michigan, in like rural Michigan, like have been scouring for like love and lust on the internet since I was like 14 years old. Right. And like I was the kid who was like secretly in the gay chat rooms pretending to be 24 years old or 25. I had like fake profiles. And then I transitioned to online gay websites like Adam for Adam or Man for Man, which I would like use like in my early teens. And then moving to New York, obviously the plethora of men that are just out and about and like it sort of gives you like real life. So it maybe died down a little bit. And I will say I actually had never, I've never used Tinder, right? I've never used Bumble. I've actually never used like formal dating apps. All my relationships have actually happened mostly in real life, except for Danny, who I met on Grindr. So I've never gone through like today's modern world of dating apps. But what I've realized is like in my experience and what I've seen is like there have been weirdos on the internet since the dawn of time and especially in the dating world. But with the fact that like online dating has become so the norm, I would guess that's actually the primary way people meet each other now. I don't know for sure. Is that as the sort of comfort with online dating has expanded and people it's become more common sakes, I feel like people have been more comfortable putting their weird shit front and center. Before they used to hide and now they don't. Right, but it's also like, it's not that you're, you're somewhat anonymous, right? It's like a first name thing. Yes, your picture's out there, but you're not Googleable until you, you know, fess up your last name or meet in person or, or exchange phone numbers, whatever. So I think people are emboldened to just kind of put it all out there. And in some cases, I think they don't even know they're saying anything weird or strange or that's sending up a red flag. That's my experience. My experience is these guys are just answering questions or these some dating apps have prompts that then lead you into an answer. And some of those answers are just like, are you fucking shitting me, dude? Did you really say that? Like, did you really <laughs> think that was going to get me? And then I start thinking about, wait, does some girl respond positively to this? And that's why they put it out there? Or are they just clueless i mean i have so many questions so wait, can we no but can we talk let's start talking through examples because i think i want to make yes. it clear we're not talking about people's fetishes we're not talking about people's like no. kinks or things like that this is actual like crazy shit in response to like standard questions Yes. And also I admit that I'm being a little judgy here, but 
these guys will post the same like mirror selfie or selfie over and over and over. But let's talk about some of the things that they say. This may seem benign, but to me, it's just really like, for instance, the dating app I'm talking about has these prompts. And one of them is we'll get along if dot, dot, dot. So this guy says, we'll get along if you believe vanilla belongs in the kitchen and not in the bedroom now. Okay, sure. I believe that, but I wouldn't fucking put it as one of my three <laughs> answers when I'm trying to meet some. This isn't grinder. This isn't just down to fuck. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a dating app. Also, even if it is down to fuck, that's fucking lame. Like what? That's lame. Right. That's lame. So it's also like, let me preface it by saying, the most unfuckable looking dude. He might be amazing in bed, but I'm like, seriously? You're the dude who's going to talk about how you want, like, you know, exciting sex. Like, you're lucky if you get laid ever. So it's just <laughs> bizarre to me. I know that's mean to say, but I also just hate that he wrote that because we'll get there. We'll figure out if we have sexual chemistry. Maybe it'll be day one. Maybe it'll be day 10. Who the hell knows? But do you need to say that up front? I have a friend who has a theory. A lot of these guys have been married and they were in sexless marriages. And now they're just, to your point, emboldened to be like, I'm not getting into that again. So I'm just going to say it up front. If you're vanilla in the bedroom, don't bother responding. Oh so anyway, that just annoyed me. Then another guy wrote, I'm looking for, like, this is the prompt. I'm looking for dot, 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 a feminine sensual, sex positive woman. And I'm like, okay, again, it's the same, it's the same thing as vanilla guy. I'm like, so you want a chick who's going to give enthusiastic head. That's what I read. That's how I read that. Maybe that's not how he meant it. That's definitely how he meant it. Like all of these stereotypical qualities of what a ideal woman would be and sex positive. But by so, the way, there's that guy, but Michelle, that guy has to be better than the guy who was. The best way to ask me out is by dot, 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 groveling with an emoji smiley guy. face. <laughs> like groveling? Like the best way to ask, who the fuck are you? Like, first off, you're an abuser, obviously. You're like, but are people guy. responding to guy. this man? He's trying to get a rise out of someone to respond to him. Do you think he's trying to start an argument to get- 100%. And if, and if, so if that guy is already trying to get a rise out of you, you're starting out on a really totally. unhealthy foot. I mean, he's a bad guy. Oh, and by the way, I mean, I didn't just come across him. He liked my profile. These aren't just people <laughs> that I'm scrolling. These are all the people right. I'm talking about are people who liked me, who tried to get in touch with me. So this guy gets in touch and he complimented my body, right? Which is okay on the surface. Nice. I feel that's but a no, no though. Right. It's, uh, it's, I'm sorry. Michelle's profile <laughs> is asking for compliments on her body. Right. And I think there's a tactful way to do it, but this guy wasn't tactful. <laughs> I mean, at this point, this app is more of form of entertainment for me than anything else. I, I'm surprised at some of the stuff that women have put on their profile. Give me some examples. So I think it would be the similar zone of women who want men to take care of them. The prompt was, I want to hear, and then she writes, 
put your wallet away. I've made the reservation, honey. No need for you to do it. And then another woman wrote, uh, it was a voice prompt that said, I believe that men and women are equal. I've always believed that financially independent. I've always thought that going on dates, you pay for your own thing. And then I've realized that the burden that women take on their entire life by having a baby and raising a kid. So therefore, I need you to pay for everything. And then you go through her profile pics and it's like her drinking champagne on a boat. And I'm like, this is way too expensive. Pass. Well, listen, I think that society has placed a tax on women for having children. There is a income earning like cap on women when they have children. I think there is a fundamental argument that is true in what she is saying. The fact that you think that this is what you should put on your profile when you're trying to start to meet someone and like don't even know like if you like fucking the same TV shows yet or like if you enjoy like you know, a three minute conversation is what blows my mind. The sheer range of shit that people feel is cool to put on the internet. You know what I mean? And I think it's like perfect example. There was a guy who messaged me on Grindr who was very attractive. I was into him, he was into me, he wanted to meet up, I couldn't. I was like, I might be able to, I'm not sure. I got back to him like half an hour later, like, hey, I can't, da 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 da. And he lost his shit. What? Like, you're so flaky, you're an asshole, blah, 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 blah. Like, start psychoanalyzing me. You think you're more important than the world, da, da, da. Like, starts throwing all the shit at me. And I was like, bro, like, I'm stuck in meetings. Like, it's not like, I'm. It's like, it's like, I have like a full day. I thought I'd have a break. I'm not going to. And what's crazy is I was like, okay, fine. I just ignore whatever. A couple days ago, he messages me again. And he's like, hey, how are you? Like, why don't we meet up? And I was like, I thought you hated me. I'm (laughs) sorry. "Uh." You just insulted me, berated me. See, therein lies the other thing, which is like this false familiarity. Like you talk to a stranger like that. It's like we haven't even met yet. And you're acting like we've been in a four-year relationship and I'm blowing off an important anniversary dinner or something. Or that I owe you anything. Or that I know you anything. And by the way, he messaged me up again. He asked if I could meet up. I'm like, hey, no, I can't tonight and he starts losing his shit again so i just like block him and i'm just like who gave this man the entitlement to think that like someone he doesn't know on the internet someone who he is in no relationship with is like entitled to like make time for him exactly and, like, and he like created this whole narrative in his head about who you were because you blew him off and like so many red flags there right like a million red flags and that's kind of my point about the answers to these profile questions or that kind of messaging behavior is that if you can't put your best foot forward on the dating app profile or in the initial stages of messaging like what is there left (laughs) like it's going downhill from there but then there's just things innocent things that i think guys do that i just bristle at like (laughs) this guy you don't have to put your instagram on this profile but you can if you kind of just insert it into an answer right so this one guy puts his instagram handle on and this isn't exactly what it is but it's essentially a successful hedge fund trader let's just say at successful hedge fund trader that's essentially what his instagram (laughs) handle is and again maybe it's because i'm not a gold digger and i never have been that that kind of thing throws me so much i'm like 
Okay, dude, I get it. You're rich and you have a micro penis. Thanks for the information. I, I just, that does not do it for me. And how can anybody think that that's cool? That's so uncool to be like, I'm a hedge fund trader. I'm a successful, as your Instagram handle, what the fuck? Your whole identity is wrapped up in your job. But I bet there's a bunch of women that are like totally into that. But is that not a douche move? Even if you- Oh, totally I definitely women? think it's, oh, I think it's totally a douche move. And I think it's by saying what he is on his Instagram, he's looking to attract someone who on Mesh's side is the woman who's like, I need to be taken care of. I need to do that, right? <laughs> like there's almost like, it's almost totally. like they're like searching for each other. So maybe yeah. it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like honing devices. How, how do we get those Michelle, I should match my people with your there's people. There's so many, the that should be a whole. That should be a whole other feature. Oh, yeah. Like, like hey, you're not right button. for me, but I think you're right for this person. You know what I mean? Like forwarding. Like, oh, I think this is your vibe. I met a woman once who was like, I expect you to take me to Michelin star restaurants for dinner. And I was oh, like, well, you know, God. there's this really good street Thai place in the East Village that has a Michelin star for their papaya salad. They've got a happy hour on Thursday. We could do that. You know, you haven't made it clear which Michelin star you want. You want expensive dinner or, you know, a good papaya but, salad. But what you bucks. just surfaced is so much more attractive to me. Like I, like I know this cool place in the East Village or food truck or whatever that has this amazing food that's secretly five star. It's like that to me is so much more interesting than going to the most expensive restaurant in New York, which may also yes. be phenomenal. But like, that's the thing. I guess it's all it's all what you want. It's all what you're looking for. But then there was the guy who stumped me and Kane. I sent it to Kane. I think I sent it to you too, who identified as allosexual. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Kane and I are pretty versed on all the various things. I know things, all the sexuals. I well, I thought I knew all the sexuals. Never heard of this. I was like, <laughs> what is this? And I was also confused because it was like, you can choose things like your political beliefs, your, you know, all the things. And this guy said allosexual and conservative. And I'm thinking, is allosexual something like so far out there that I don't know it? And then he's a conservative politically. This doesn't even match up. Or maybe it does. Allosexual, it turns out, is just that you can be sexually attracted. It's a nothing comment it's like you can be sexually attracted to a person so right. it means you have yeah, the ability like not, not to be sexually attracted pan. it has nothing to do with who you're attracted to just that you have the ability to be sexually attracted it doesn't but is it is it the opposite of being like it's opposite of being like asexual like where you're like exactly not... it's basically the opposite opposite but you're not like hypersexual you're not hypersexual you have the it's ability to be like most people what's interesting there is is that one to me i'm like Depending on what the rest of the profile was, if the rest of the profile was really good, I might be like, he's like smart and trying to see if people ask or trying to like do something there. But I believe the rest of the profile was also quite like, oh no, the rest we're of not the profile was underwhelming. <laughs> but I would say, again, it's all how you read it. Like, are you trying, like, are you being smart? Are you trying to start a conversation? Or are you just like trying too hard to be out of the norm, but choosing something that actually is the norm? <laughs> Most people are able to be sexually attracted. What also sort of surprised me, Michelle, was the guy that, what actually stumped me was the man who 
by his profile, looked like he was in his 40s, who posted a video of him shotgunning a beer. Which, I by forgot the way, the about that guy. No, but hold on. Posted a video of him shotgunning a beer. By the way, I love to shotgun a fucking beer. I'm actually really My good at it. Guy. I think it's actually really cool. I don't have a problem with that. I actually think it's sort of funny. But what threw me off was that above that was I recently discovered I like, and his answer was the beach. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. How the fuck do you at 40 something years old recently discover that you like the beach? Like the beach? I like, mean, like the beach? I, and like, he was not from Nebraska or anything, but yes. Doesn't I matter understand. where the fuck he's from. It, like there's a the beach. I know, I know. It's so ridiculous. Like it's like not all, this is what I'm dealing with, you guys. This oh is what I'm God. dealing with. A guy who just discovered he but he said he liked the beach and cranking. And I'm not sure what cranking is unless it's a reference it's to a the, dance the move, shotgun you know? beer. Like, well, no, well, well, I wasn't sure if it was like a, a dance move or if it was like cranking. Like getting stuff done. Listen, I just stopped reading after he liked the beach. Once he said he, he recently discovered he liked the beach, I was like, oh, okay. but literally shotgunning a beer and cheersing the shotgun with his friend and then like downing it and throwing the can on the ground and being like, hey. And I'm like, what? What? How is this attractive? There's a person out there who wants to rip that six pack and lived in a landlocked state and has also discovered the beach. And she's like, oh, my God, I just met my perfect guy. I have a friend who changes his political association depending on which state he's visiting. <laughs> oh, that's, that's actually smart. That's strategy. Dude, it's so strategy. smart. He's, he's oh very smart. God. He's like, when you're in New York, absolute liberal. When you go down south or in any other other states, you're conservative. He's like, that's just how it works. Whether you care or not, that's how you're gonna get, you know. And I was like, oh, interesting. Well, I mean, it's better than. And I mean, I've had situations where people have only old photos up, and I've met up with them, and they look nothing like. Like I've had to tell people to leave. Like, like I won't meet up with them. I think what happens, and, and I was just talking to a friend about this. Actually, I was talking to, I was with Jorge and Chris, who were on our last episode. And they were with a friend. They were on a trip. And the friend was on Grindr and met this guy. And the guy's photos seemed a little fishy. Jorge and Chris were like, we don't know. He looks attractive in the photos, but it's not sure, like the angles. And they're like, ask for a video, get a FaceTime chat. The guy didn't. He had them. And they were going to like a comedy show or something. And they had an extra ticket. So the guy shows up to meet them. And he looks nothing like the photos i'm like well what did you do they're like our friend just like so let awkward. him come with us and you know it was so funny jorge and chris were like there was a raffle at the comedy show everyone got a raffle ticket and there was like a thousand dollars worth of prizes and this fucking troll won the guy who like showed up <laughs> who came with them who like what did look anything like it he ended up winning the raffle even though jorge bought the ticket and jorge's like he didn't even offer me part of the prizes he just like <laughs> took the raffle prize and left back under the bridge and like fucking ran away but i mean if you saw some of the, i mean the shit that i get like i'll open up a message and it will be like literally a photo of someone's like inner intestines being like come murder oh my me. like that's the God. shit that'll show up on grinder you know or you open up a message and it's like can i choke on your big toe for two hundred dollars wow I Whoa. need to next time we're together. I I want to get on your app and just like scroll around. This online dating shit is bad for my self esteem. I am totally open. It's very much about like an energy exchange, and it's just impossible to get that from like a one dimensional profile. It's really really difficult. I think you got to go on dates with them, but I will tell you this: when you meet someone online and you actually have like a vibe with them, it can be a immediate in messaging. It can be banter. Absolutely. It can be fun. 
done. Totally. Like that can totally happen and you can totally capture that from someone. It's rare. But like yes. I read an article recently around one of the dangers of online dating is it's opened up the world to endless pastures, right? Where back in the day when you didn't have this, your circle of people you could date was like very much locked Specifically, I would say in more rural areas, right? And like places not like New York City where there are 8 million literal options every day. Like the inventory was minimal. There was only so many people that you were, that, that was there. So like maybe your standards or what like was a deal breaker was different. Kane's point is a good one. It's sort of the paradox of choice now because there's like, oh, the next profile could be the great one. And that creates this laziness, which I'm not into. I don't have time for this. Like banter's great. Absolutely. That hooks me. But this endless, like trying to schedule and did it, I, I have no tolerance for that. Like make it happen if you want it to happen. I like don't need a pen pal. You know, I just I just have this gut feeling again, I'm not being closed minded that I'll I'll meet my person in person. I think it's less about criticizing and more about just recognizing the vast array of personalities and people that swipe left and swipe right every single day in our world. So I think I'm going to bless this mess for the both of you in hopes Please. that you can navigate the messy world of online dating. I'm just terrified Mesh is going to pop up in my feed. <laughs> if you don't swipe right on me, you... I'd be like, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. <laughs> All day. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye. Messy Situations is a production of Lola Media and is produced and engineered by Riley McCaskill with assistant producer Mesh Lakani.